Hey, what's up, Missoula? It's Coulter Nuanez of your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Not only does the M Store in downtown Missoula have the best and most unique Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. That's right, they're all Grizz all the time down there at the M Store, which if you haven't been into their relatively new location there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway, go check it out. You're going to find Grizz stuff that you can't find anywhere else in Missoula or anywhere else in Montana. But they also have a new Apple store inside the M store. Now, I've been using a MacBook Pro for the better part of a decade, and it is awesome. But it's also a little bit precarious to find somebody to fix it. I also have a habit of leaving my MacBook chargers in various airports across the United States. Don't worry, I've accumulated like four or five of them now because I have to rebuy them. And then they, you know, eventually find them and send them back to me. But that's here nor there. Any and all Apple products you might need, any and all Apple service you might have to have taken care of, they can help you down there at the M Store. Go check out the M Store for all of your Apple needs and all your Grizz needs. The M Store, located in the heart of downtown Missoula, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. Duan is now on ESPN Radio. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You missed anything in the first hour Check it out on the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Coulter. Hi. <laughs> I have been saving this story for you all week. Okay. Can't wait. Check it out. No sports, ESPN Radio. I told Andrew on Monday or Tuesday morning about it, and he thought it was hilarious. Okay. Wow. But I had a total nightmare. Like actually in your sleep? Yes. I okay. actually slept. Whoa. And I dreamt that you and your girlfriend were trying to kill me. Wow. And everywhere I went, like, I couldn't escape you guys trying to murder me. Whoa. And then your girlfriend said to me, and I quote in my dream. (laughs) I hope she's listening to this. Everybody hates the chick who doesn't know sports. (laughs) And people turn off the radio when you come on. Oh, my God. End quote. What a weird subconscious thing you got going on there. And that hurt me worse than the fact that you guys were trying to kill me. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I don't think any of that's true. Well, it really felt real. Definitely. the Nobody turns the radio off when you're on, for sure. You're our biggest hit. Well, I don't know about that, but I'll take it after. I mean, it, it shook me. Uh, I, I had a hard time falling back asleep. Well, I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. Uh, you know, dreams are weird. Have you heard of this new technology? where uh, it's like AI drawing, and it, you can just put in input and it draws you a picture. No. Um, but people have been using it for their dreams, so right when they wake up... Ooh, that's interesting. They just put in real quick, there's what my dream was, and it draws you an illustration of your dream. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of like an animation? Or sort is of. It like- it's more, I mean, it's named after Salvador Dali, so it's more like a like sort of bombastic hmm. painting. Okay. Yeah. Well... The end is near. The, <laughs> we got to stop thinking that way. We can make a change. How are we going to do that? By standing up to the to, robots. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody thinks that the only things that matter in life are money and convenience. And as long as we prioritize those two, those two things, we're doomed. Getting deep here on Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. As soon as we stop going home and watching Vanderpump Rules. Stop it. Then, I won't. You know, uh, lots of stuff to get to today, I'm sure. Um I can't wait to go to yoga. We're going to yoga right after this. We're going to take a before yoga and an after yoga pick well, today. Well, I look awful because my whole face is swollen shut because of my allergies. I wouldn't have even noticed. I went on a... Well, so I started a club. Oh, you did? I did. What I started, kind of club? I started a club. 
I've been inspired by the, there's, I think that some things that the old people do, they just got it right. Of course we you, do. You, you're not old. <laughs> I mean, people that are old compared to you. Okay. They have these clubs. Yeah. Like there's this cribbage club down at Katie O'Keefe's. And, yeah. And then you just don't have to bug your friends all the time about like when you're going to hang out, you just go to the, go club, to the club. And if you can't come, you can't come. And if you can't come, you can't. And then you see each other more often than not. Right. I like this. So I started a Wednesday night walking club. Oh yeah, that's right. We yeah. talked about this last week. Yeah. So how many did you get in last uh, night? Last night we walked like five and a half miles. It was good. And how many people showed no, up? just two. Oh. A girl and a dog and me. All right. Well, I'll come to the club. I guess you have to remind uh, that, that me. That sounds fun. Uh, regardless, I am embarrassingly sore from, from walking. My, from my walk. <laughs> no, walking, especially five miles. That's for sure. Yeah, that's uh, good. And uh, so I can't wait for the the yoga. I think that's also why my allergies are bad because we were walking by the river trail. But right. anyways, uh, going to the hot house right after we record here. And uh, getting some yoga sculpt. It's with another Katrina. new. Tr- is it? Oh, it's a. It's, it's Katrina. Okay, I see. I saw a new name, and I, I didn't know if it was uh, somebody I'd been with before or not. But uh, excited for it. Hot House Yoga downtown Missoula. Uh, go check them out. Proud sponsor of the chick who doesn't know sports. Uh, all right, what's going on in the world? Well, we we should talk about Tiger Woods. Okay, what are we gonna say? <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, so we've we talked about a month and a half ago his ex girlfriend. He dumped his ex girlfriend by having his lawyer trick her into thinking they were going on vacation. That's right. And then dumping her while she was like on the tarmac to fly away. But he and wasn't actually there to dump her. No, like the lawyer did it. Yeah, right. And then there was like a little note that said, "Hey, him never gonna see you again. Bye." Yeah. Wow. So I mean. It's cold-blooded, but like... That's Tiger. At least you know you're not... It's not going to be round and round you go. You're not going to break up 14 times. Right, but now... So then she initially filed a lawsuit suing him for $30 million because he locked her out of her home and he had promised her this would be her home. And now she has nowhere to go. Yeah, that part is just so weird to me. Like He verbally promised her that she was going to, you know... like right. If he actually likes you, he'd just marry you. <laughs> so well, that doesn't mean anything with Tiger Woods, as uh, we know. Well, that's true, too. But, like, if he wanted to promise you that you were going to live in this place, right. it seems like, you know, well, just giving her some arbitrary time frame. Like, I can't believe this woman didn't realize she was getting broken up with. Like, when he's like, yeah, you can live here for, like, five years. It's like, well, okay, so then, of course, he's going to cut it off after two, and he doesn't want to be with you. Well... So now she's also filed another lawsuit against him saying, accusing him of sexual harassment because he pursued a relationship with her while she was an employee at his restaurant. Yeah. Now, I just think, oh, also she claims his trust took $40,000 of her money. Okay. And then while the lawyer was breaking up with her, he forced her to sign a new NDA and she wants all the NDAs lifted. That's the other part about this is Tiger Woods makes every person in his life sign an NDA. Sure. Now, if I had been Tiger Woods in this situation and I was breaking up with her the way in this manner, I would have said, here's $5 million. This is your goodbye money. Move it along. Yeah. And that's what he should have done. <sighs> no one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I sigh because... Uh, Tiger's name has already been so sullied because of all of his bad women history with females. Um, so I don't know if this actually makes it worse or not. It's just so weird because it's just like at this point you just you almost expect it, and then 
the fact that he's even fighting this at all, I don't know why he doesn't just like settle. That's she what wants, I'm I mean, saying. She wants five million, thirty million, whatever. Like you have billions. She so. wants the NDA lifted. I am certain, so she can write a book For and sure. make millions of dollars. So yeah. cut that off. Yeah. Make that a non-issue. Give her money. Make her go away. Yeah. He's that cold and calculated. So why not just make it a business transaction? Move it along. Unreal. What a strange person. Advice from the chick who does no sports. <laughs> Fellas, if you are in this predicament. Well, I, I don't know if there's anybody listening to the show that's ever going to be in this predicament. I don't think any of us are going to ever make billions of dollars by playing golf and be one of the most famous people in the world. But You don't need to be so literal. I just mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the chick who does no sports says pay her off. Great just advice. pay her off. Just pay her off. Uh, all right. What else you got? All right. Montana's own Croy Beerman. Yeah. He was a Grizz. Croy Beerman was a Grizz, an all-time great Grizz, in fact. The uh, 2007 Buck Buchanan Award winner as the defensive MVP of the country and uh, one of the highest Grizz ever drafted. Does he ever come back to Missoula to like cheer on not. the Grizz? Well, he might now. Yeah, this is a really interesting one because there's a lot of guys that have stayed so connected to Montana and to both the University of Montana and the state of Montana. I mean, one of my great friends, Colt Anderson, uh, were inducted him into the Montana Football Hall of Fame this year. And, uh, you know, Colt has come back and hosted a week-long dream big camp in Butte every year, and he brings all his buddies, Aww. like all his NFL guys. You know, one of his best friends is Jason Kelsey, so Jason Kelsey's been hanging out in Butte, Montana. I know, we, I should take you there. We should time. go. For sure. Oh, it's great, and your kids would love it. It's not just football. It's like a whole activities of all sorts of different things. It's more just like having fun. It's like yeah. a carnival, right? Cute. Um, yeah, Colt has stayed so connected to Montana, and, uh, you know, he always comes back. He always comes on the show. Everybody's following him. You know, he's coaching for the Bengals now. I or no one, uh, Colt Croy's only two years older than me. None of us have even heard from him. I'll tell you why. He, uh, I, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, we know what's going on because he's had a reality TV show forever, and everybody that I know is like, "What's what is happening? This guy's like from Hardin, Montana, and he's right. like on this fancy TV so show. So he married a Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Kim Zolziak. Yep. And she is trash. Pure <laughs> trash. She, um, I know. And he seems He's like. from Nowheresville, man. He it's seems crazy. like the sweetest man. Like, if you watch the show, he I is. I only know him as the well, I know you don't football watch the player show. that was, uh, he, he is not to be trifled with. Let's just say that. He's not to be what? Trifled with. Okay. Croy doesn't speak. He's an incredibly aggressive, stoic person. He is uh, really, really, really scary. <laughs> well, he uh, married this woman who was always trashy, and then she had two children, and apparently his family did not approve of the mm. fact that he married. She's also older than him, mm -hmm. so she, they didn't approve of any of that. And so he cut them off. He does not speak to them. Hmm. So then he married Kim Zolziak, who ejected her own mother from her wedding, oh, by the way. So this woman drama. is like, yeah. Anyway, they have, they are in major financial ruin right now. Yeah. They bought a home for $800,000 and they owe like 5 million on it because they've refinanced and they've whatever. Whoa, she I has a huge, I mean, I might be exaggerating. Sure. But Whoa, that's wild. You know, and then she um, has a huge gambling problem. There's rumors that she had an affair. So I have a feeling... They're splitting up, though, They're splitting right? up. They're getting divorced. Yeah. I have a feeling that we will see Croy back in Montana. I think he's going to want to come I back. I mean, I hope so. You know, the, I've always thought it was uh, just sort of sad for him that he hadn't stayed connected because he would be so revered and... Right. You know, because... 
not only did he have a great college career and he was a defensive MVP and of the country and then he got drafted. He also was a great NFL player too. Yeah. And no one really has gotten a chance to celebrate him in Montana for that. So Well, I'm hoping the positive of this divorce, I think there's a lot of positives because I think she is horrible. But um I think the positive is that he might reconnect with his family and bring his, you know, and just get back on track with that. And maybe we'll see him at some games this fall. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, he was a great story. He was uh, uh, just a partial scholarship kid. I mean, Harden is the heart of the Crow Reservation. Croy Beerman is not a Native American. And so I think that that was a very unique upbringing, too, you right. know, being this this, you know, blonde, blue-eyed guy in the middle of the reservation. But then also, Harden has always been so good at basketball, but they've never had any semblance of football tradition. So he was kind of this complete underdog guy, and then he walks on to Montana. And, uh, you know, I remember when he walked on, he was just, he was not very big. And then he just got so big. And you could just tell he was just working in the weight room. and. He's a hard worker. He he was a very scary individual only because he didn't talk. He's so quiet and he would just like stand in the corner at parties and stuff. And she's like, well, I don't want to mess with that guy. I bet he was shy. Uh, totally shy. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, he, I, he, I also just think that's just how he is. And that's why he made it in the NFL because he was just like, put your nose down, let's right. go get to work. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I hope, I hope he does reconnect. Cause I know there's a lot of people around here that love to hear from him. And love Maybe to we can get him. him on the show. I mean, I would love to, I've, I've been working on sort of fringely this book all about uh, the small town stars from Montana and like the, the backgrounds that uh, that uh, cater to them rising to NFL prominence because, you know, the gal I'm working on this book with, she is a sociology professor, but she has a bunch of sociological statistics. And one of the statistics she found was that more than half of the guys in the NFL in the last 25 years come from towns of 35,000 people or less. Interesting. You apply that same model to Montana and it's almost all of them. Like they're like they're from Hardin or Butte or Dillon or Glendive or you know Haver or Columbus or Chester, like these thousand person towns. Why? Yeah. But there is a why. There's a why to all of them. Most of it's because you come from a, a working class background. Like one of the biggest transitions for kids when they go to college football specifically is how early you have to wake up. Well, kids that grew up on a ranch, it's not early. It's the right. same. You've been working up at four thirty in the morning. You know, so working up at five is nothing. You know. And the, the, the demands and the work and stuff is just not as, it's just not as hard, you know, because yeah. you just have been used to working on the ranch or the farm or whatever your whole life. I also think there's just like the element of playing all the sports. And so you don't, you haven't hit your ceiling even close when you get to college, then you get to college and you get to concentrate on it. And then right. boom, you just, you're upside. I mean, that's Croy. Croy was like 210 pounds when he came here and then boom, he's like 250 because he just had, you know, finally concentrated on just playing football. So I don't know. It's interesting. I'd love, to, I'd love for him to reconnect with the stakes. I do think that uh, he's like, he is at the same time, one of the most prominent Grizz of the last 25 years. Right. And certainly the one that people have. It's so ironic because he's the one that the most people know about, but most people from Montana don't want to know about any right. of this stuff. They just want to know what's going on with him. Exactly. So. That's what what's so would be so nice for him is that he's been in the shadow of this drama. Totally. And then he could come back and just be the hero. Yeah, The totally. small town hero. Totally. Uh, Nuwana Zow, ESPN Radio, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, he figures it out. I mean, it, this is a bad situation. It's embarrassing to be on the front page of the paper because of your house foreclosing and you're getting a divorce. But this also sounds like his out. And this might actually exactly. be like the greatest thing ever. No, I think this is a great thing for him. And I think um, he, can, he can live life no longer embarrassed of his wife. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, that sounds great. Uh, all right. What else you got? Um, so Bo Jackson. 
Wow. Okay. Remember Bo Jackson? I am reading a, uh, a phenomenal book about Bo Jackson. You are. It's called The Last American Folk Hero. It's by Jeff Perlman. And it's about how, you know, Bo Jackson sort of rose to prominence right before this, like, insane world of interconnectivity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Bo Jackson was at his absolute height of his fame in the mid-80s all the way through the early 90s. Yeah. Right before, like, Snapchat, the internet. I mean, I guess well, a long time like before Snapchat. But, years, but, but, yeah. like, but, like, the the prevalence of being able to see and learn about everybody online. Yeah. Most of the stories about Bo Jackson were urban legends, you know? These guys telling this guy, did you see what Bo Jackson did? Did you see how fast he is, you know? Or we broke the bat over his mm-hmm. leg, you know? Like, that, stor- that story now, everybody would watch him break the bat over his leg in three seconds. That story lasted for like six months because people had to pass yeah, it around. Like the Richard Gere Dribble story. Exactly. So what is that? I'll tell you. Oh later. wow! I, <laughs> I thought it was a basketball reference, but then I realized Richard Gere's an actor, and then I realized I remembered the movies that he's in, and I can only imagine how inappropriate this is going to be. Save it for when the microphones are <laughs> off, please. Uh, okay, so I'm reading this book about Bo Jackson. I'll give you just one thought on it before you tell me what's the the latest news on him. Uh, they always, there's the old saying, don't meet your heroes, yeah. right? This book is mind-blowing because I, I'm, into, I'm really into biographies right now, right? I read this one on Jerry West. I read this one on Wilt Chamberlain. Now I'm reading about Bo Jackson. Wilt Chamberlain was like this supremely superhuman type person because he was so huge. But he also had like all these other otherworldly gifts like his charisma and how hard he worked and all this, this toughness. Bo Jackson has nothing besides athleticism, and it is not a story of perseverance or this guy overcoming. Like, he grew up super poor in Alabama or whatever, but like, this is not the story of the guy that woke up at five thirty in the morning and went and ran really? the Sand Hills. This dude is just straight out the box, the greatest athlete, just a great athlete, lived. and he didn't work hard at all. He's not objectively really that good of a person. He's just <laughs> really, really, really fast and just so big and strong. And that's just pretty much it. It's really weird to read. So how short is this book? Well, it's long. It's long. I'm oh. only on the, he's only in, at Auburn right now. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's a really weird story, but, uh, I mean, he's just a, the biggest freak ever. Well, I'll tell you another urban legend. Yeah, let's hear it. It's not urban. He's, he was on a a show interviewing about it, but he's had the hiccups since last July. What? <laughs> yeah. Stop. And they don't know what's wrong. See, this is where you like really makes me believe in like God and the energy of the universe. Like you were born as the fastest person right. that ever lived. And so then on the other side, after you get to experience all the fame and glory, you have to have the hiccups for the rest right. of your life. Right. <laughs> it's like, um, I'm going to give you all this So anyway, I just feel bad for him. That kind of where, did he say, where did you even read that? Where did you even find that out? Who even knows that? He, he told somebody? He was supposed to be at some... I don't know what he, he was supposed to be at some event and he couldn't go. And then he, he was on a podcast saying I couldn't go because I've had the, the hiccups <laughs> for almost ten, a year and I'm getting, I'm in the hospital. They're doing scopes. They're trying to figure out what's wrong. We can't get rid of them. I can't even imagine having the hiccups that long. I, I don't know. I, I think I would just like go jump out of a plane or something. I don't think that it I would be super it. frustrating after like two days. I think I yeah. would just be over yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe he needs to go to a darkness retreat. I think so. I think that solves all the problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is now uh, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and uh, the ESPN MT app. Um, as you guys listen to this on a Thursday, the Big Sky Outdoor Track and Field Championships are going on. One last quick Bo Jackson story, because I'm actually going to start telling more stories as I keep reading this book. But Bo Jackson held for more than a decade the Alabama state record in the decathlon. So the decathlon's 10 different events. But here's the funniest part. Bo Jackson knew he was the fastest dude in the world. 
And he knew that since he was like 15 or 16 years old. He also refused to ever do distance running, ever. Would not do it. The last event of the decathlon is the mile. So Bo Jackson would just make sure he had a high enough score in the decathlon through nine then events. he could just blow off he would the just mile. not run it. <laughs> so this dude had the state, a high school state record in the decathlon for more than 10 years without even without doing the, the last mile? event. That's how fast he is. That's hilarious. Well, like the stories of when he first got to Auburn, because when he was at Auburn, he played football, track, and baseball. He's like, nobody has, has ever wow. been, right? And the, the track coach was like, okay, first day of track, everybody's going to run the 800 to see our conditioning level. And Bo's like, no, nah, coach, I don't run more than 200 yards. And the coach was like, well, everybody's got to do it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> the coach, wow. coach was like, well, okay, if you run the hurdles in a top five time in Auburn history, you can do it. And Bo's like, okay, great. You ran the fastest time in the history oh of Auburn God. track in the hurdles. And this just He definitely did. made a deal with the devil. Uh, he definitely did. No one is now uh, ESPN Radio. All right, what else you got? All right, so Foster Moreau. Uh, is that the right way to say his name? I don't know. Well, give me context. He just signed with the Saints. He's a tight end in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He just was diagnosed two months ago with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yikes. And then... He signed with the Saints after the diagnosis, which is pretty cool to know that they're still going to have confidence and faith in him. Totally. The Saints, <laughs> the you Saints. know? Uh, yeah, he's a good addition. The Saints should be pretty good offensively. Yeah. Not sure when his treatment started and all of those things, and if, but he was cleared to play, so I don't know. I just thought that was a nice little feel-good story. Uh, it is cool. Uh, happy for him. And uh, hopefully you can keep it in check. I don't know. I don't know much about that disease. It's a form of cancer, right? Yes, it's cancer. It's a leukemia. Yeah, I don't or know. Something, so in or something. Or lymph node cancer. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I'm just happy for him because that must have been a very scary diagnosis. And then to think you still get, can get signed, you know, usually that's like a liability, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the details of the... The specific uh, disease are, but uh, hopefully, I mean, he is obviously a, a tremendously in shape young person. Yeah. So you assume he's in good health otherwise. So I'm sure he had a good diagnosis, you know. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully he heals up. But I mean, it's yeah. interesting and cool that the Saints were able to, to at least help him out a little bit. Have you ever sat like with a friend in a group setting where the two of you can't stop laughing? Oh, and yeah. then you like get in trouble with everyone else oh, yeah. because you're supposed to be serious. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, Charles and Shaq, Charles Barkley and Shaq, <laughs> the other what night, were they, laughing about? they were on their little after show and there were four people on the show and Charles Barkley was on one and Shaq was on the mm-hmm. other. And I don't know who the two people in the middle were, but they were talking about someone who, ha- some game where a player left with a head injury or something. I don't really know the story. Okay. I don't think Charles Barkley and Shaq were laughing at that. But the two of them couldn't stop giggling and laughing. And then Charles Barkley would try and like, you know, give his spiel and then like could not stop laughing. It is the funniest thing. I highly recommend you watch it. If you're in a bad mood, it will make you laugh. Those guys are pretty classic. Oh my gosh. It was, I mean, two of my faves right there just giggling their butts off. Loved it. It's, uh, it's interesting because I think Chuck has reached, you know, there's... There's a certain point you reach when you do broadcast after being a great player where so many people don't remember you as a player anymore. Right. Like a, a great amount of people that watch Sunday Night Football think of Chris Collinsworth as the commentator. The commentator, they don't yeah. think They don't remember him as a great wide receiver. Ahmad Rashad was probably the greatest example of this. Ahmad Rashad yes. was a great football player, but by the time the 90s rolled around, nobody thought of him as that at all. They thought of him as Michael Jordan's pal and the guy on Inside Stuff. And the husband and, of Felicia and the, exactly, from Cosby right, Show. Exactly. Like, yeah. He had multiple things before being a Vikings receiver, right? right. 
part of that's because uh, you know Madre Shad, Chris Collins are both good, but not like Hall of Fame players. But I do think Chuck's crossed over now, where a, a, a good majority of the audience thinks of Charles Barkley just as the funny guy on TNT. When did he start going by Chuck? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think huh. that's been like kind of on and off. Oh, since I just he was noticed in this clip that I saw that. Yeah, I just I just don't know if Shaq is ever going to be able to do that though. If he'll ever cross over, because he'll always just be. Well, I don't know, because Shaq's from, like, your generation of... Yeah, I just think that the other part is that even Charles Barkley's big, but, like, by normal standards, you know, Shaq's just Shaq's the biggest gigantic. person in the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then and then the thing that's going to happen for Shaq, like, I don't think a lot of people are watching inside the NBA and that don't didn't know Charles Barkley as a player that then, like, Google Charles Barkley highlights. But definitely that's going to be the phenomenon of Shaq when, like, young kids see him. They're like, oh, I wonder what that guy was like. And then they'll see him ripping down the backboard and stuff, you know? (laughs) I love him. I love them both. They're They're just, like, my favorite. Um, Okay, last story. Okay. Kim Kardashian has been in a lot of Lakers games, and it's causing concern because people think she might be dating a Laker. There's also a new guy on Twitter that's been trolling her by taking pictures of her uh, that aren't photoshopped from various angles to oh, make her look great. just like a complete, like a normal person. And she just does not look like a normal person. No, not. Is she wearing pillows down the back of her pants, or what's going on here? Probably. She's but definitely got some well, stuff I think work going on. She's back got there. injections back there. Butt injections. Yeah. I think she had fat taken from other parts of her body. And now all of them are... We are so doomed. ...are getting rid of that, though. They're still... It's still there, but they're, like, trying to deflate their butts a little bit. Anyway, here's my point. What a world. I think she's there scoping out, trying to recruit a, a new boyfriend. Oh, boy. She says she's just a big Lakers fan. Why does she need a new boyfriend? Because she needs to be relevant in some way. Yeah, I guess. She's so rich, though. Well, that's not why you have a boyfriend. Well, I know. I guess that's right. I I guess I was just thinking like (laughs) a lot of those types would be wanting the NBA player's money, but she has like more money than all the NBA Well, I think she doesn't want to go for someone who's poor, because then (laughs) that would suck. (laughs) Gosh. Isn't everybody poor compared to... Doesn't she make like $95 million a year or something like that? Yeah, but I think a Laker making whatever is more like, you know, Joe Schmo. Yeah, you know, yeah. No offense to Joe Schmo. I'm sure he's nice, but, you know, she's got... She's got a certain level of whatever. I don't think she's going to be like... um, Share and the Bagel Boy. <laughs> Do you remember that? Or like, who was the guy that lived in the guest house at OJ's house? Oh, Cato Kalen. Who was like hanging out with Nicole or whatever? Yeah, Cato. Yeah. I don't think she's going to go for a Cato. I don't think she's going to go for a Bagel Boy. I don't think she's going to go for um, Liz Taylor went for some like contractor. Well, didn't Liz Taylor get married like nine times yeah. in nine years or something? Well, Kim's on par, so. How many's Kim got? Three. Oh. She's. I've seen worse. I Listen. I just can't believe that she's a thing. I don't know if they're going to be a thing much longer. I hope they're yeah. saving their money. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You, you just can't cartoon yourself like that. Right. You can totally, if what your status relies upon is you being beautiful, you can maintain that status for forever into your 70s and 80s if you don't cartoon yourself. Right. They've become caricatures. I mean, the, the stuff on Twitter is just like laugh out loud. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> anyway, so hopefully she won't be distracting a Laker anytime soon because they need to win. You're going for the Lakers. You're a Lake Show fan. I think so, yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm definitely on that only because of the betting angle of it all. Oh, well, you know, I love LeBron. And yeah. then um, I loved the Lakers back in the 90s with Kobe yeah. and Shaq. And I'll always love the Bulls, but... You know, let's be real. Yeah, I mean, Lakers are a good team to like right now. They've uh, they've made a lot of progress within the scope of this season. Uh, lost last night, though. Oh. Uh, great game, though. Your, your little buddy Steph just keeps on rolling. I know. I do love Steph. Uh, Noah's Dow, ESPN Radio, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, presented by Hot House Yoga, as well as The Hype House. Go check out The Hype House down there on Tool Avenue. they got a great uh, combination of both spin and strength classes. Really efficient, super good workouts. Uh, get you in and out, keep you fit. Uh, so go check out Allie and her team down there at the Hype House on uh, Tool Avenue, uh, right across the street from Draftworks. Anything else? I have one last story. Okay, can't wait. Connor Bedard, he is an NHL fr- draft, um, what would the word be? <laughs> Everybody wants him. Prospect. Prospect, thank yeah. you. I was going to say golden child. Okay. Because he's literally a child. He is 17 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, this is the Canadian kid, right? Of course. What yeah, 17-year-old right. American could do this? Well, I mean, kidding. I guess Minnesota and North Dakota are kind of in Canada. And Montana. Yeah. We have some really good pl- we, young there's players There's some good here. ones. I, I actually am so interested to see when that happens. When some Montana kids? Yeah, because, like, I think 75% of the NHL players are from either North Dakota, Minnesota, or Canada. Like, that's a real yeah. stat. What does it happen in Montana? I don't know. I don't know because we have a very lively youth hawker, hawker, what? Hockey yeah. um, team here and across the state. So yeah. I hope to see, um, I hope to see, I, I know a couple young ones uh, playing right now. They're in high school and it would be really cool if they, I mean, they're really good, but what do I know? I'm just the chick who doesn't know sports. Here's my point. Okay, what's Connor Bernard doing? He, He's 17. He's from Vancouver. He, um is the number one prospect. Yep. The Blackhawks have the number one draft pick. Yep. So it sounds like he's going to probably go there. Yep. Now, you might not know this. When Does the NHL do what all the other teams do? Like they could pick someone and then they get traded right away for yeah, yeah. other. So he may not be a Blackhawk. Right. I, I doubt they're going to trade him, though. He's pretty transcendent talent, I think. He has been, since he was 12, he has been in the media with for hockey. Um, at age 14, he became the seventh player to earn exceptional status, which allows him to compete at the highest level in the junior hockey league. Um, he's still only 17. Yeah. So he, he has his head on, though. He says, this is really cool, this is exciting, but I'm still just a kid. You know, so I'm hoping... I mean, he even said, if I'm lucky enough to get drafted, Hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. so he's still humble and I like to see that. So, you know, Canadians, that's how we roll. Well, it's a great example of why we should just, we should rethink the institution of college sports in, in America, because this kid hasn't ever had to deal with if he's going to go to college, where he's going to go to college, when he can leave college, all these, you know, what he's going to get paid while he's in college. How's that compare when he is out of college? He's just been pro. Yeah. He played the World Hockey League in Canada since he's 14 years old because he got that exceptional stats. Now he gets to go play in the NHL. We should just rethink this. But how how common is that? I mean, that's well, not I don't that know, common. but I mean, I just the phenomenon of college sports is unique to America, and I think that it's become in certain ways really unhealthy. 
I could see that, yeah. Because people are obsessed with it and because they think they have a uh, an ownership of it because they went to that school or whatever, and then it gets really weird. Yeah, but people think that about their favorite team, too. Sure, but it's like, it's so much less muddy because if you if you are a Chicago Bears fan, you got Chicago Bears season tickets, then you are paying money for those guys to get paid, and that's not weird because it's pro sports. Mm-hmm. That is weird when it's college sports. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's just not a lot of structure for the business part of it. I don't know. It's a, it's just a weird. Day well, we'll see what happens with college sports, but I'm excited for this kiddo. Um, it looks like the draft is the end of the month of June, so I think he's gonna. I mean, I'm I'm really excited for him. I think I just hope he saves his money. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> On the other side, we got concert tickets for you. Kane Brown coming to the Adams Center. Uh, a week and a day from today, we have teamed with the United States Army Recruitment Office here in Missoula. We got two pairs for you. They'll tell us who the winners are, and we'll tell you who the winners are right after this. Keep right here. You want us now at ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here are some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreis from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. A lot more of you watch music videos than I thought because we were talking about music videos last maybe two weeks ago and I was asking what are like the iconic popular music videos now because I just didn't even know people watched them still. We got a ton of text so I guess a lot of you out there still do watch music videos. That song had an iconic music video. It's like the invention of claymation back in the 80s. Little Peter Gabriel for you here uh, on your Thursday. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, we're about to make, well, hopefully you make your day better every day, but we're about to make a couple people's days uh, a heck of a lot better. We got in studio uh, Sergeant Trope and Sergeant Kramer from the United States Army Recruitment Office. These uh, gentlemen and uh, their colleagues were kind enough to host us last week. Uh, we did our show Partially from the parking lot and then partially from their offices. And uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it, it wasn't nice weather, but that's okay. Uh, these guys do great work recruiting people for the United States Army. They also, though, have spearheaded this giveaway in association with us for a uh, couple pairs of tickets uh, to the Kane Brown show. That's coming up 
a week and a day from today. So it's the Saturday after next, uh, May 19th, down there at the Adams Center. So we'll tell you who won uh, in just a minute. How you guys doing, though? Thanks for coming in for a minute. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, doing real good. Uh, real excited to give away some Kane Brown tickets for the people. Uh, thanks for uh, you know listening to uh, the radio station and entering and talking to the recruiters over the last few months. Uh, hopefully make someone's day a lot better today. Yeah, I'm just going to ask you each just an open-ended question. I mean, what do you think of uh, – what 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 is the biggest opportunity you think the Army could provide for people? Because uh, it's essential for us as uh, you know, a free country to have people enlist in the Army. So, um, I mean, obviously this has been something that's meant a lot to you guys as uh, making the, your whole lives about this. So, I mean, how, how can people benefit from, from enlisting? Uh, you know, I'll say one of the biggest things we have to offer is is skill training. Um, you know, and anything you want to do, you got to go to school for it or, or get some kind of skill training. And people are spending so much money getting those skills. Why pay to get trained right. when the Army can pay you and train you to do a job that you want to do? And the Army's going to train you about as good as anybody, right? I mean, the education and any sort of skill is going to be elite. Some would argue even better. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. How about you, Sergeant Kramer? What do you think is important? And how, how do you think this can help, uh, especially young people that maybe are looking for a, a, a change in life? Um, absolutely. Right out of high school and college, I think it provides a lot of stability, um, not just uh, money-wise, but to help pay for college. And then also, it's all about like service to country. A lot of sure. people want to do this um, this age, but a lot a f- small amount are actually eligible to do it. So being able to do that just for four or five years, or even make it a career, is a great opportunity for anybody. So we've been taking entries a variety of different ways on our text lines. These guys have been rounding up uh, some entries as well. They had uh, a QR code there. Uh, so here are the winners uh, of the two pairs of tickets, and uh, we'll also get in touch with you via text. Uh, Nasa Aller and Alexis Crutcher, those are the two winners of our uh, two pairs of Kane Brown tickets. So if you are the lucky winners, uh, congratulations! Are you guys going to this concert? Do you guys are you guys Kane Brown fans? I uh, know I won't be there. <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't lucky enough to win. <laughs> it is interesting. He's very popular in certain sectors uh, of of uh, Montana. I was just not as familiar with him, but we've been learning more about him because we've had some some of these tickets here. We played them at our. Uh, associate stations. These guys are located uh, right across from Sportsman's Warehouse, uh, you know, right behind Outback Steakhouse and uh, Hoagieville there. It's right just down the way from us here uh, out on North Reserve. So if you want to learn more about how the Army can help you uh, or how it maybe can improve your life or, or your future, uh, go see these guys. Um, it's not that complicated, right? When they when people come in, you can give them information pretty quick, right? Yeah, absolutely. Come meet with us. You know, no pressure. We're just going to give you the information. Give us a little bit of your time. We'll explore your options, and then you can decide if it's something for you or if it's not. Anything else to add, Sergeant Curry, before we get you guys out of here? Uh, no, congratulations to the two uh, lucky recipients. And um, like he was saying, if anybody is interested, want to swing by and see what the Army has to offer, uh, we'll, we'll be available. Well, uh, it's a great opportunity, especially if you uh, don't know what you want to do. This is a great way to, to get involved in a lot of different ways, serve your country, get a great education, learn some skills, and to set yourself up for a, a good future. Uh, this is fun, guys. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Uh, more NBA talk. I'm going to let you know what's going down, especially uh, who I'm on tonight. I think these two games are a little bit hard to bet, so I think you got to look at some of the math behind it. Uh, maybe not the winner, but the total. We'll analyze next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know 
If you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I know a great many of you come by to hear, you know, the analysis, the conversations, the interviews, the arguments, all that sort of stuff. But I know for some people, just a, a small amount, but some people, it's just kind of your one-stop shop for all things sports. Nuan is now on ESPN Radio. And uh, I, I always like to follow up on things that we talk about, analyze, and or uh, sort of speculate about, with, then when with, uh, what actually happens. We've added a new segment on Wednesdays, a com- talking about and conversating about the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, as it were. And uh, then I, I realized after the first couple of these, then we haven't really given you an update on what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, in between segments, a lot of times, stuff can go, a lot of stuff can happen in the span of a week uh, when it comes to the playoffs. So uh, as of last night, we talked about how the Panthers had the Maple Leafs uh, on the ropes up 3-0. to zero. The Maple Leafs did extend that series with a 2-1 win in Florida. So that's a good win by the Maple Leafs. They remain alive. And then in the uh, nightcap last night, a big one from the Oilers. 4-1, Edmonton beats the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So that was certainly a pivotal win, and that uh, evens that series at uh, 2-2. So a lot of action remaining, but uh, that's your uh, tail of the tape from last night. And then tonight... The Devils, the New Jersey Devils, who are down 3-1 to one to Carolina, they are up 1-0 at the end of the first period right now. And then tonight in the nightcap, the uh, Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars will play. A pivotal game five. It's in Dallas. It's tied 2-2. Two to two. We will have full coverage for you here on ESPN Radio. Pre-game starts 7 o'clock. Is that right? Yeah, 7 o'clock for the pre-game. 7.30 for the... Uh, uh, puck, puck drop. So we have become the affiliates of the uh, Seattle Kraken and uh, happy to have them on the air. And uh, it's been a great series between Seattle and the Dallas Stars. So that's coming up a little later on as well. Also, the NBA playoffs rages on. You know about that if you've been listening to this show because we are uh, quite enamored, myself uh, particularly quite enamored with the NBA playoffs right now. I've been really enjoying it. Re- really uh, loving just how high level the basketball is and all the great storylines. But uh, last night, the uh, New York Knicks stayed alive. They were down 3-1 to Miami, but they won 112-103. So that series now 3-2 going back to Miami for game six. The Warriors held on as well. They won one. Well, they didn't hold on. They blew out the Lakers 121-106. But that extends that series. But that one also go back to L.A. So both Miami and the Lakers as uh, sort of the 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 lesser seeded teams in those series have a chance now at home to shut the door. Big one tonight in Philly, the Celtics uh, up against it, down three to two. Seventy Sixers can close them out, or the Celtics can force a game seven in Boston. Right now, uh, early on, the Celtics up eight to three. Uh, I got to say, I sprinkled just a tad bit of money on the Celtics to cover 
because it's only it was only minus one and a half when the line closed. But uh, most of my bet for that game was on the under. I think it's going to be a, a slugfest. I think that the 76ers are going to want to play through Joel Embiid. Why wouldn't you? He's the MVP of the league. But I also think that there's just going to be a lot of defense in this game. The uh, The total closed at 215.5. So I, I think under that for sure, that was my big bet of the night. Uh, Sports Bet Montana. Proud to bring you our NBA coverage uh, each and every day. We'll probably be doing this every day. And uh, we'll have longer uh, uh, sort of conversations and analysis about the NBA. But uh, our scores and our lines uh, of NBA coverage all the way through the NBA Finals presented by Sportsbet Montana. There's Sportsbet Montana kiosks all around the state of Montana. You can go to the Sportsbet Montana website, click on locations, and you can find where there's a kiosk near you. Nightcap tonight. A golden opportunity for the Denver Nuggets. Can they take advantage of it, though? And it's not going to be a cakewalk to go into Phoenix and get a win. That's going to be a. It's going to take a strong effort. Uh, the Suns have been riding their two stars, and it seems like the over-under for what Devin Booker and Kevin Durant need to get the, uh, the Suns, I'd say it's about 75. Under 75, and they just don't really have a chance. Over 75, and they're definitely going to be right there. There's been, you know, in the couple wins, it's been like more like over 80. They've had 40-point games together in the same game a couple times already in this playoffs and in this series. So uh, the narratives coming out of both of these series, certainly impactful for the rest of the NBA. Can the Celtics uh, force a Game 7, extend the series, and, and uh, continue to be a championship contender even though they have a first-year head coach in Joe Mazzulla? Uh, that, that's certainly going to be interesting. The 76ers have a golden opportunity here with um, the Celtics in Philly in a potential elimination game, but they're down 13-3 to right now, so they can, can they rally from that? The Nuggets, can they prove uh, without a doubt that Jokic is the guy that can lead them to the promised land, the guy that can truly get them over the hump and, and maybe get them into the NBA Finals? I think a conference finals would be a, fir- a good first step. So... Um, they can do that if they can win in Phoenix tonight, but Phoenix is a tough team to oust for sure. And it's also going to be interesting to see where the where the Suns go from here because the Suns, with this exact core minus Kevin Durant, made the finals. They s- traded away a lot of their depth, and that's why they've been basically riding Devin Booker and uh, Kevin Durant to death. Be- well, I shouldn't say to death; those guys they're doing fine, but th- they've been. Uh, Heavily using those guys. It's been high usage rates for those guys. And uh, they haven't had a, a lot of relief. And so then you wonder what happens moving forward. If you fall short of where you already had been after adding one of the best players in the world, where are you at? Uh, where do you turn? So um, in terms of the future of the franchise, enormous opportunities for for all four of these teams that are playing tonight. And that's what makes the NBA playoffs so fun. If you missed anything in today's show... Ed Lamb, Northern Colorado head football coach, joined us, as did Duncan Hamilton, star runner from Montana State, as he heads to the Big Sky Outdoor Championships, runs in the steeplechase tomorrow at 120. We also had our Treasure State's Best, featuring some of the best track and field times and marks from around the high school ranks. Carolyn, the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, made her return. Uh, plenty of laughs, plenty of uh, fun conversation with her. And we also heard from a couple sergeants from the United States Army Recruitment Office here in Missoula and they gave you an opportunity to win some Kane Brown tickets and then here talking NBA to close it down uh, 
as presented by Sportsbet Montana. In-game betting is fun. Uh, so if you want to go make a bet on the game that's already started, Celtics 76ers, uh, that might be interesting. In terms of what I laid for the Nuggets-Suns game, uh, I bet the Suns in the over. That's what I'm riding with. So uh, the over-under, 225.5 right now as it stands. And the Suns, one-and-a-half-point favorites is what I got them for. But I actually just got the money line in the over uh, in an in-game parlay. Go check out Sportsbet Montana's website to find a location near you. We'll be back at it on Nuanas Now at 4 p.m. tomorrow. We'll see you then. It's ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas. From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app, and of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.